time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find Glenn online at RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, we've got another great show on tap today. We're, we're talking some statistics, but we're not going to get lost in the numbers. These numbers are just going to help us have a, a good discussion about all things financial. Looking forward to it today. Hope you're well and uh, looking forward to the show also. I am, Walter. I am. It's, you know, we're... Uh it's a little chilly out there this morning. We're, you know, kind of hopefully we're, we're just around the corner. You know, Groundhog Day was a few, so I guess it was last week, and it was, I'm ready for springtime. How about that? Yeah, uh, I think our, our local uh, North Carolina groundhog said he uh, said spring was coming, even though the national one up in Pennsylvania, I think, said there's going to be more winter. I, I don't know. I think the national one may win out a little bit. It, it's, it's been pretty cold lately, so we'll have, to, we'll have yeah. to see. For those who don't know, Glenn and I typically record these podcasts bright and early, first thing Monday morning. So if that tells you anything, Glenn's always ready to rock and roll at the beginning of the week. And uh, it's a good way to get things started, Glenn. So I'm always excited to get the chance to chat with you a little bit. And on today's show, we're going to cover five important retirement statistics that are worth taking the time to understand. Now, again, we're not going to get lost in the minutia of these numbers. I think they'll just lead to some good discussion and hopefully open a few eyes on today's programs. You know, sometimes numbers, figures, and stats can kind of go in one ear and out the other, Glenn. But I think when we break these down today, it's going to help us do some problem discovery and some problem solving and we'll talk about some solutions to these problems as we go through the show today. I'll start you off with one interesting one. This one really caught me by surprise. Only 17% of American workers describe themselves as very confident that they'll have enough money in retirement. And I guess my initial reaction to that stat is just, I don't know, one of sadness a little bit. Like that's, that's unfortunate that there's such little confidence through the workforce. Well, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, Walter. It is, it is, and you know the the piece of it is is that it's you know I I think a lot of it has to do with just orientation and education and you know and so forth. I mean, so many folks are you know you kind of you kind of have that visit from um, human resources and maybe you know you have a four hundred one k guy you know come in and and you know, and they talk about saving for retirement, but they don't really spend that much time. Folks that I talk to, you know, you know when we when we talk about you know what happens in in their in that kind of an account and the and you know and what they're told and this and that. I mean, just there's not really that much conversation about what you know you know how how you're going to make that transition, how much income you're going to need, you know the the gap between you know your lifestyle and it's like you have your you're going to have your social security income. If there's a pension, maybe maybe so, maybe not. But how much how you know how much other income are you going to need to fill that gap? And and oftentimes folks have enough saved, but they don't feel like it because they don't really know what context to be in. Other times folks, you know, need to save more, but it's just, it's, it's one of those gray areas for a lot of folks. And, you know, and that's what, that really kind of is a red flag to say, you know, Hey, you know, probably good idea to, you know, to, to talk to, uh, to somebody who specializes in retirement, you know, planning and income planning. And, you know, so that we can, we can kind of figure out what do we need to do to get to where we want to get to rather than just focusing on, you know, just putting money away for retirement. Uh, obviously that's a focus while you're working, but it's also, you know, should be a focus in terms of, you know, how will you know when you've gotten there, if that makes sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if you, do, if you don't know that answer and uh, don't know the right questions to ask, sometimes that becomes very difficult to achieve that level of confidence 
that so many people seek. And I know that's one of the goals that you have to help people kind of figure out that problem. Now, this may be a stat that kind of goes hand in hand with that last one a little bit. The reason for that lack of confidence could be we're living longer and longer. And now we've got to figure out how to make those same amount of dollars if we're retiring at the same time last that much longer. So here's a stat for you. The average 65-year-old woman has a life expectancy of 20.7, almost 21 additional years. And that stat's actually up a little bit from a couple of years ago. And I would say that's at the low end of various studies that I looked at, Glenn. I pick I picked the most reasonable ones. So there are some that I think push to the 22 to 23-year expectation mark. So if you make it to 65 as a female, it's a very good chance that you're going to make it beyond 85, if not longer. Well, no, that's exactly right, Walter. And it's a long time to be in retirement, you know. And obviously, you know, as long as you have your health, you want to live as long as you, you know, as long as you can and as long as you're, in, you know, enjoying everything. Quite a, That's quite a, you know, length of time to be asking a retirement account to continue to keep performing, right? Not only, you know, having, you know, returns on that account, but but having reliable, predictable income come out of those accounts. And like you say, that, that can sometimes cause, you know, some to you know, worry or doubt, you know, and then it's like, well, how are we going to make it, you know, make it last that long? You know, and, hey, I feel like I've got a, 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 you know, fairly good nest egg saved here, but that's a long time, you know, and again, I mean, it, that it comes into, you know, how do we, how do we put together that retirement income plan so that folks feel confident and they, you know, and they, and they realize that, hey, you know, I, I can make this last. It's just, you know, I have to, I have to learn a few new things and, you know, in, in terms of, you know, living in retirement and that financial planning versus saving for retirement, you know, as you, as you do in the accumulation years. Once you, tr- you know, transition to the preservation and distribution years, it's, it's quite a bit different in terms of the planning and the philosophy and, you know, what, do you, what you're asking your money to do and what you're asking those accounts to do. Once, you know, once you have the confidence confidence that you have a plan in place, I think folks just, you know, are able to relax and enjoy themselves a little bit more. Up until that point, it's just like, well, gosh, I don't know. And and, and there's always this thing in the back of their minds thinking, you know, gosh, is, is it going to last? You know, what am I going to do? And, you know, that's what we work to do is to, is to help folks, you know, get through that and, you know, and then put a plan in place so that they know they're going to be okay, regardless as to what happens. There's the individual element of life expectancy where that stat really covers, hey, you're 65, you're going to make it probably past 85, maybe even longer. Take that into account in your planning. But then there's the broader scale of life expectancy that's interesting. So how many people are becoming 65 these days? Well, 16.5% of our country's population is now over that age of 65, and that's higher than it was a few years ago. Glenn, I remember this stat from a few years ago being something like 13%, somewhere in that range. So intriguing to see that grow and increase as well. And I have a feeling with all the baby boomers retiring these days, that's going to continue to pump up a little bit higher. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. You know, it's obviously we we talk about that in workshops and, you know, in in courses and, you know, when I'm meeting with folks and whatnot. I mean, we're in that that spot of time, you know, and where the demographics are such that we're having, you know, approximately 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every single day. And that's going to keep going, you know, know, for quite some time to the, you know, the late, you know, 2030s or, you know, early, you know, 2040s. And as that goes on, that percentage of the of the of the country's population is going to continue to grow. And there's going to be that many more people who are transitioning on to Social Security and to Medicare and, and, and all of that. And as we look at everything that's going on in the country in terms of you know the national debt and all that, I mean, that you know layers into retirement planning because of 
the nature of people's retirement accounts in, in terms of taxation. How is it going to be treated? And, you know, when they take money out, there are opportunities to do some planning and to, you know, kind of reposition some things. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes no, but, it, but it's certainly something that you need to do the analysis of to make sure that, you know, that, that you're prepared for that demographic shift because it's going to be more and more folks are going to be in that scenario of, you know, of, of being 65 or older. And so that just has, a, you know, an effect in terms of, you know, what society looks like and, you know, and, and, and who's there, but also in terms of just, you know, government policy, and, and that's going to interact with your retirement accounts. And so, you, you know, it's really wise, I believe, you know, to take some time, do some analysis and see how's all that, uh, those demographic shifts going to affect you and, um, and your finances. And a lot of folks, you know, don't really think of it in those terms, but I mean, that's really the harsh reality is, is that we have to think about, you know, how are we going to get money to you from, from the accounts and the nest egg that you've saved in the most efficient way possible. And that, you know, from, from a planning perspective, you know, that's, that's something that is, that is a constant that, that I always talk with folks about, about, you know, Hey, you know, what, what's our, what's our exit strategy? How are we going to move this money, you know, you know, from, from this, from this account to either distribution where you can have it as income and utilize it or to make it possibly more tax efficient for future years and, or to pass things on to your, um, you know, to your kids and grandkids, you know, so that we lower the, uh, the possibilities of, of, of higher taxation on the, on the money that you've saved. It's a big win. Interesting to look at the different problems that longevity causes the individual and also the system as a whole. And I'm sure we could spend a couple of podcasts breaking down more of those kinds of issues. But let's change gears a little bit. Something else that causes strain on the system, both from an individual standpoint and also from the larger perspective, got to talk about healthcare. And the stats around healthcare are really eye popping. If the you know longevity aspect didn't do it for you, maybe the healthcare side will. The average retiree will spend $295,000, so almost 300k, on an out-of-pocket medical expenses over the course of their retirement. Now, just two or three years ago, this stat was $80,000 approximately lower. So talk about rate of inflation and the uh, amount that healthcare costs are going up, Glenn. I mean, that's a big chunk of change that somebody's got to prepare for all to go to one line item on the budget. Well, no, that's exactly right, Walter. And, you know, and, and as I think most people understand is, is that typically that's not spread out evenly over all of those years of retirement. It's typically the, the vast majority of that comes at the very end. Right. You know, and when when there's when there's, you know, more need for, for care and, and that kind of thing in, in a lot of cases. And so that's obviously got to be part of the planning. You know, you know, how how are we going to make your, you know, your nest egg more efficient? Do you have any kind of a plan in place or a hedge in place for, you know, for long-term care or, or for medical expenses? And, and most people realize that it's like that's maybe, you know, one of the Achilles heels in their in their plan is, is they realize, you know, gosh, I, I really need to I really need to have a better plan for that. But, you know, everything that I look at, this is the conversation that I have when folks come in or, you know, I talk to them, you know, over Zoom or something like that. And they say, you know, I, I've looked at different things for, for long term care, but. Gosh, I mean, everything I look at, you know, it seems to be expensive and, uh, you know, in terms of like traditional long term care type policies and those kinds of things. And and so, you know, one of the things that we do is, is we help folks, you know, look at, well, what other what other possibilities are out there and are there types of accounts or, or types of policies that can can have your money, you know, doing multiple jobs for you? In other words, you know, can you have can you have a type of an account that 
that creates a lifetime income that that also potentially can you know can give you more money for for medical expenses or chronic you know chronic care or long term care if you need it. Are there other other kind of accounts that can just that you can just say, hey, I want to carve off a piece of a piece of my nest egg to you know to sit over here and and then I get multiples of those dollars to go towards long term care costs if if I need it. I mean, there's there's a number of different scenarios out there and, and different types of accounts and different types of products that a lot of folks don't really realize that are in the marketplace. And it's it's wise to really you know look over your what your options really are because if you if you don't then the, the longer you go, obviously, you know, the inflation happens, but also the older you get and the, and the more years that go by, the, the odds start to rise that, you know, you might start to develop some, you know, some medical, you know, issues that, that maybe weren't there before. And if, we, if we're looking at any kind of an insurance product, you know, obviously when you're younger and, and healthier, it's, it's a little easier to, you know, to go through some of the underwriting processes and things like that if, there's, if you know, if that's necessary. Sometimes some products it is necessary, other times it's not. But again, you, if you don't look at your, uh, at your options, you know, in advance, it's, it's kind of hard to be in a scenario where it's like, okay, now I've arrived, I've got this problem, now what do I do? You know, well, now you're in reactionary mode instead of, instead of being proactive and, you know, and putting plans in place. Does that make sense, Walter? It does make sense, yep. And you kind of said the magic word there at the end, so that's my final stat, Glenn, of this episode. Five retirement statistics worth understanding. The fifth retirement statistic isn't actually a statistic. I just think it's wise that all people (laughs) should say that a retirement plan is important. But it's interesting if we were to actually run the numbers on how many people actually have a plan we'd have such a huge disparity. And I think that's what's kind of interesting to think about. What are your thoughts on that? The the folks who say a retirement plan is important, but how many that you meet with then actually have one in place, does it seem? Well, Walter, I mean, I think it's important, right? I mean, and, and most people realize that, you know, that's that goes back to that first thing that we were talking about, right? Only 17% of American workers, you know, you know describe themselves as very confident, Right. I mean, it, it's it, you know, it's it's a similar it's a similar statistic, you know, on the other side that it, folks realize, hey, I really do need a plan. But oftentimes they don't have one. And that's that creates the the anxiety and that, you know, not really knowing exactly what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's important that, you know, and, and that's, you know, typically, you know, when, when I when I talk to folks for the, you know, for the first time and, and they come in or, or like I say, you know, we have a we have a Zoom meeting. That's really there. It's like, okay, I've saved for retirement and now I've got to figure out how, how do I make my resources last? You know, what do I do? I feel, I feel like I probably saved enough. And, and most, most of the time when I've, I've talked to folks, they, they feel like it's like, okay, here's what I've got saved. You know, I, I, I feel confident that I probably have enough, but I'm not sure exactly how to make sure that it's enough, right? And, and to make sure that I'm doing the right things. And, and again, it's, it's having the lack of planning because focus, you know, f- throughout the working years and the accumulation years is just that, accumulation, right? Saving for retirement. The reality is, is that there's very few folks that are in those accumulation years that have really thought in depth about the preservation and distribution years. They know it's out there. They think about it. They think about retirement. But, you know, in terms of actually making making choices and, and positioning their accounts in such a way that, that it's actually positioned so that they can have a retirement plan that's going to make their money last and, you know, and, and, and give them the confidence that 
that they're going to be okay, you know, no matter what, because their experience is, is that in the accumulation years, you know, they're putting money away. They know they're working. They've got money to put into, into those accounts. Once they stop working, the money is not, you know, stops going into those accounts. And, you know, yet when they, when they're, when they're accumulating and they're putting money away, they're seeing the markets go up and the markets go down and they realize, okay, you know, over time, I'm going to probably do okay if, if history is any kind of a guide. But then when you when you stop putting money in and you start taking money out, those moves up and down in the market, you know, have a different, have, you know, have a different feeling. And they also have a different effect in terms of, you know, how is your money going to last? Because it, it shifts the whole dynamic and it shifts the risks that you have in the retirement years. And I think people really they understand that, that that there are other there are other issues and there are other risks, but they're not necessarily sure exactly what they are and how they're going to manifest themselves if they don't have a plan in place. And I think that that's really you know one of the one of the things we can bring to folks is is let's have that conversation and let's talk about you know what kind of a plan do we need to put in place so that you know, so that you can have the the retirement that you want. All helpful advice, and if a retirement plan is important to you, but you don't have one in place yet, give a call to Glenn and have a conversation. The rest of the stats on today's show certainly are real and underscore why it's so important to have a good plan in place. If you want to talk a little bit more about that with Glenn, you can do so by calling 336-291-3535. He can go through with you what your current plan looks like and how you can better position yourself going forward from a financial perspective. You can also go to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. And click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page where you can schedule a time to meet right from your smartphone or computer. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. And look for the free consultation button. Glenn, that wraps things up for this week's episode. Thanks so much for the time and insight. And we'll look forward to doing it again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. Fingers crossed for a warmer Monday morning next time around. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's Glenn. I'm Walter. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Mm -hmm. 